check, check. Ooh la la la. It's a way to just trying to do Hello everybody. Uh, it's a cannabis coffee hour with your host, Rob Cantrell. I'm here for you and you are here for me. We're gonna have some coffee. I'm gonna talk for an hour or three, but probably about 48 minutes, then I'll put some beats on it and we'll call it a day. But you know I like it this way. Uh, Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour, everybody. It's your host, Rob Cantrell. I got a great episode for you. I'm going solo mission. I'm flying this spaceship by myself. I'm in the cockpit, ready to rock it. Um, I got a great coffee, a new coffee that I haven't sampled yet, but uh, we're going deep on the chocolate here. This is a, a super dark roast coffee that I am enjoying. This is Gregory's. I got this bag. My, fr- my cousin gave this to me for Christmas, which is cool, uh, but it's a big f- fat bag. But this is uh, from Gregory's Coffee. And Gregory's, they have them in DC. It kind of blew up. Like uh, they, They're all over Manhattan. And uh, they have a coffee shop, and it just has a, the, 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 the logo kind of looks like me. So shout out to Gregory's. Um, it's just a dude with glasses, you know, with curly hair. But uh, I did a little bit of research on it. But this is called Dark Enough. This is their dark roast. Yeah, my, uh, you know, I usually like, you know, a more of an amber medium roast. But I'll fuck with it um, because I do like dark chocolate. I'm going through a huge dark chocolate. Yeah, my cousin gave me this Hershey's Cocoa Special Dark Cocoa Powder. Dutched cocoa, 100% cocoa, 100% um, dark chocolate. And he was like, dude, because uh, he's like 10, 15 years older than I am. He's like, put a spoonful of this in your coffee and it makes it super chocolatey. But I'm reading up, you know, dark chocolate is fucking awesome for you. And I've always, I've, all, I've been switching over to dark chocolate even the last few years. Like if you see, sometimes you see them at, even at the bodegas, you see the dark chocolate Kit Kat. That's when I'm like, oh shit. It's on because sometimes it's like, I like fancy chocolate, but it's like, dude, am I really going to pay six or 10, $12 for a candy bar? Um, but if you want the really good dark chocolate, but this shit is, um, this is the good stuff. And it lasts forever. I got this big vat of dark cocoa and I mix it in my dark chocolate. So we're just going super dark roast uh, tonight. Uh, but Gregory's, this is roasted in NYC. I'm going to read a little bit about it because uh, it kind of lends itself to the whole vibe today. Uh, for our dark roast, we pick coffees that can take the heat. More development leading to a velvety body with intense notes of chocolate. A sip of this coffee is like a bite of rich chocolate cake covered in berries bold but familiar all right uh we're gonna have some super (laughs) deep farts today now uh i don't want to get too gassy on this podcast but uh i'm sipping coffee i've been pulling back a little bit 
I'll be telling you about my Zen out. I got, I got a, somebody gave me, I got a bunch of cool shit for Christmas, but I got a Bruce Lee doll and I have it on my desk just to remind me, um, Bruce Lee in the Kung Fu way. I love Bruce Lee. Even when I started in San Francisco in 1999 stand-up comedy, I would carry these Bruce, I had Kung Fu books before the internet, I mean, before like, websites were like super crazy before smartphones but uh i would have my comedy notebooks and i would read bruce lee and i also would read high times magazine i had like this weird you know the gung fu way is dope because bruce lee you know was a master's martial artist but i'm not karate violence dude and i really don't want to get in fights i'm too old for that shit and even anger and I'm learning more about the ego and I'm learning about manifesting in the universe and I'm trying to push away um, or at least kind of move away. You know, shit goes down, you got to do what you got to do. But on the whole, Bruce Lee was so deep. I think just as an artist, whether you're a guitarist, whether you're a comedian, whether you're uh, a pottery wheel dude, you know, there comes a certain level where creation, you kind of tap into this, like, you kind of see all forms, um, you kind of see all, like, concepts and where they begin and where they end, and you kind of understand things kind of from a bird's eye view in terms of you can relate piano playing to your kung fu, or if you're a piano player, you can relate it to architecture if, you know, you're advanced enough because it just takes time and, you know, insight and you start to grow. I mean, it's not like you can go build a house, but you can at least appreciate it from a creator's aspect or like a musician listening to a piece of music, um, R.I.P., Neil Pert of Rush. Modern day warrior, mean, mean job, clean I'm so you mean, mean down. No, his mind is not for rent. For any god or government. I just had to look up the lyrics. I uh I went through a huge rush phase. I remember buying the cassette to fly by night, and I was, you know, this was in the 90s, so they were already an old rock band. But it's weird how you discover music as you grow and when you're young and Something is so fresh to you. I remember, you know, Led Zeppelin being so, like, getting into it. I, my friends were all into this. When I was living in Southern Virginia, everybody was into this, that all the cheese metal poison. I was just like, man, I ain't fucking with this shit, man. It's just too fucking cheesy. I kind of fucked with the Guns N' Roses a little bit just because they weren't as cheesy. But I understand where they were coming from. They were coming from like a New York Dolls, David Bowie, even Prince, kind of that endogenous, in, in, uh, in you know, where you kind of male and female. Uh, I kind of see where they're coming from. 
but at the same time, and it's non-conformity. And if you want to attract attention to your band, you know, you got to look something different. And so, but every, but the only thing is everybody bites everybody's style, meaning I'm saying bite because I used to break dance in the 80s. Uh, everybody steals everybody's styles or influence. You can't say, say steal. It's just art. We can do. Sometimes that shit goes down. But art does influence art. And like uh, the minute you put something out there, it's going to influence other cats. That's what I've learned. Uh, I'll pass that knowledge on. Don't talk about whatever you're going to do. Just do it. Because the minute you start talking about it, it leaks fucking out there. And then people start doing that shit. And you're like, yo, that's my shit. What are you doing, dude? Uh, but that just happens, you know. And you learn these kind of lessons as you go along. Uh, but this coffee is amazing. And Rush was amazing. Back to Rush and Neil Peart. Neil Peart and just the level of musicianship. Just his drumming. His drumming, you know, he's record. I don't drum. I tried to drum. I could catch a beat on a bongo, and I could do a good go-go beat. If you want to know the DC go-go beat, it goes like this. Uh, you know, a hip-hop beat's like, I'm doing like, like I know conga music, I don't know drum drums, but a regular beat just goes. No, I can't, I, I'm almost programmed only go-go beat. But no, it's like the classic boom-boom bat. Like, Where the go-go DC swing, which is a, a live percussion, all drums. They have like four or five drummers and a conga player. It goes more like this. Uh. Pennsylvania Avenue, what you gonna do? Uh, no, but that's like the DC go-go swing, whereas a regular hip-hop I'm just I don't know much about drumming the only but I always wish I've sat in some kits maybe I should take some drum lessons but I'm struggling enough with guitar as it is but I have been practicing more but I'm just saying Neil Peart was like an amazing drummer and I even watched some great music videos just when I heard about his passing um, into the next dimension uh, you know I, I I like watching those reaction videos, like people that never heard of Rush and they play modern Tom Sawyer because I forget what something feels like when it's new. When it's new, that feeling is so fucking dope. And when you hear modern, like Tom Sawyer, modern Tom, uh, Tom Sawyer by Rush had these like laser sound effects. I think it's just when kind of synthesizers came into effect. And, um, you know, I don't really play much on the podcast. Like, I don't know if I have the rights. I like playing my own music, so I'm not going to play. Everybody knows Tom Sawyer. And if you don't, look it up. I'm sure you got a little window click or whatever. I'm putting this stuff up on YouTube. I'm excited about this. Um, you can check it out on my YouTube page if you want to uh, see some visuals along with the podcast. But, um. Oh, that's some good coffee. But like Neil Peart was just a very high-end, amazing drummer with an awesome drum kit. And he lived a fascinating life. I would say go back and check out Neil Peart's life. Like the, that band is from Canadian and they're called Prague. And I never really got my head around 
what prog rock was. That's what they'll say. I never, I mean, I kind of, I knew the term and I knew what the vibe was. Um, but prog, let's look at, it's progressive um, rock music. I guess it's like, you know, kind of, it, it deals with higher themes. I can't say, <laughs> maybe it's just dudes that smoke more weed. But no, it has like, you know, I would say Tool is a prog rock band. Let's look this up. Um, it's, I don't know, I guess metal, progressive metal. Um, okay, prog, Wikipedia, progressive music. That, yeah, progressive music, a subgenre of rock music, also known as prog. Progressive music, okay. That's what we got, yo. It's just progressive music. And uh, it kind of has like future themes and like overall overall thinking and philosophy. That's what uh, was fascinating about Neil Peart was that he was a writer. Not a, Yeah, he wrote a bunch of books I didn't know about. I knew kind of about his life. I was always kind of fascinated about Neil Peart because he was just led. It's like bringing up Jimi Hendrix in guitar. I love music. You know, I think that a lot of this podcast, I had a great time listening to the last episode podcast. Shout out to Nick Lack, uh, as I call him, uh, the last episode. Check that out. That was Nick kind of came in and talked about rock and roll and doing album covers. And I really enjoyed that. I'm not really, you know, I've always been like, I'm not really a sports dude. I wish I was a sports dude. I would probably re relate. Nah, you just like what you like. And I always liked music. I always liked Rolling Stone magazine. I still keep up with music. I'm not a super ner music nerd, but I, I like what I like. And I think that's how everybody is. And even categories is kind of bonk in essence. You know, I think that's how, no, nah, I can't say bonk in essence. You, you got to conceptualize it. To, but I think there's a point where you move beyond that. And individuality is pushing forward. And that's how, how I see uh, Tom Sawyer was about individuality. It's all about like, why don't they warrior deem me? It's just about being completely yourself in a society that wants you to conform as much as possible. And almost to a point where it's, it's like violently conforming. But, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just like the whole setup. I watched this Eckhart Tolle. I've been watching a lot of like philosophy videos. And the one that hit me was all about conceptual thinking, which is like once you say something is say something, it is that something, but that's only in your mind because in essence, that's not what it is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, it's like, that's why it all comes back to Bruce Lee for me, and even uh, with Neil Peart, um, hit, Neil Peart was the same way, like, he was such an awesome drummer and had all these hits and was, like, considered this amazing drummer, but what I, what you learn, if you start, if you look at his life or you kept up, he, like, re he reprogrammed his whole drumming style later in his career, and he did these trips to Africa and he went to like third world countries on motorcycles 
He also has a sad part of the story. I mean, it's not sad. He died at 67, which is kind of young, but he also had a, yeah, he had a rough, he had a daughter and a wife that passed away. And so he was a sad soul. And I don't know if he was sad. I don't know anything about him. That's the only thing uh, about learning this conceptual thinking is like, I, you know, I know the lore, the rock lore. He was just a rock legend. Same as Bruce Lee. And I think what they, you know, their personal life is their personal life, but um, but what they really take along is just uh, he was an avid reader and traveler and writer, and he just wrote some of the most amazing rock songs and was one of the most amazing rock drummers of all time. Practically the raddest dude of all rad dudes. Uh, maybe I don't know as rad as Bruce Lee, but Bruce Lee's pretty rad, and I don't even like kung fu that much. I just think Bruce Lee was just dope with, like, he did karate and then he went to movies and he directed films and starred in them and then he wrote them and he perfected his craft, his art form to a level that it moved on to, like, philosophy. I liked more of Bruce Lee's philosophy and his philosophy, the Gung Fu way was about dropping all other styles and going completely your own and uh, taking the best from everything and just whatever works with you, works with you. And I think that's the wisest way even to go through life. You just go with what works for you and what works with you. And I think what, you know, talking about music on this podcast and talking uh, about Tom, they had another great song, Limelight is all about wanting to be famous. That's a really crazy song. Um, And then... And then, and then, uh, there's a couple other ones, but Tom Sawyer, Limelight, and what's that other? A Closer to the Hearts, my jam. That's the only Rush tune I have on iTunes. Like, I don't buy that much music, or I don't, like, Rush is like one of those bands, like, the music is always on, and now as we go towards a streaming platform, and like, Spotify's, and I'm, you know, I'm a little bit older, um, but everybody's listening music through Pandora and Spotify. And kind of like, I think the classics will always be there. But like what I was saying before, that new thing, you always want a little, it's just, you like the old thing, but you also like the new thing. Um, and that's what I like about this podcast. Because um, I try different coffees. And, th- you know, I do like Stump Down, but, you, you know, once you drink enough of something for so long, you want to change it up. It's just natural in any kind of... Same thing with cannabis, same thing with, like, foods, and with me, with music, and even in comedy. Even in comedy, I, I listen and watch and enjoy, like, all different types of styles. But I also got my own. And that's what I'm realizing, too. And it's still fun as hell, and I still have the carrot to dangle in front of me that I got to keep pushing and moving. And I have a lot of hope and love and faith that that uh, what I'm doing, especially with this podcast. I love doing this podcast. Thank you for listening to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. I'm enjoying the hell out of myself with a nice, great cup of Gregory's Roast Blend Coffee the dark roast and this wasn't roasted that long ago just december 18th so this is kind of a fresh bag and then i got some hershey's special dark cocoa i put a spoonful of it in there 
And they say dark chocolate is good for your heart. And it's all about pumping blood through your heart. And that was the Rush song that I got on my closer to the heart. And men in high places must be the ones who start the morning of everything closer to the heart. It, closer to the heart's all about being yourself. And so is Bruce Lee and just like owning your own style completely from your heart, thinking from your heart. Um, and that's kind of tricky because your brain isn't in your heart, <laughs> you know? So that's a little tricky. Um, yeah, cocoa. Yeah, we got, this is great coffee, great dark cocoa, great mixed together. Um, so I would say this is my first French press of the day. And I'm putting together a couple projects. Oh, I've been zenning it out for real. Like, I, as you can tell, I've been talking about Rush. Um, oh, what I was going to say about Rush was, like, the Beastie Boys. Like, the, the times I saw the Beastie Boys or the times I... Well, they, they came out to my, Tom Sawyer. I think they did that at the Tibetan Freedom Rally. They, that was a fucking sick Beastie Boys set. They came out in these blue lab coats. I was there. And like, sh like, they were dope. They came to your knees, and they all had them on, and they just completely rocked the mics and rocked RFK Stadium. It was amazing. And that same night I went out, <laughs> I remember, yeah, I, it was so old school. I ate, I think, a hit of ecstasy, and I saw that. And then we went out to this bar, Oh, I think it was the Hawk and Dove. Yeah, and I watched Jordan. And I'm not even into sports, but I think it was like one of those last games. And he hit like 50 shots in a row. Like he was just boom, 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 boom. He was just hitting all these shots. I remember it just tripping me out. Um, and I think I had, yeah, I was smoking weed and <laughs> eating ecstasy in the 90s at the Tibetan Freedom Rally. Um, Tibet is wild. Peace. Love. Tibet is all about peace. That's a wild concept, man. Um, and Rush talks about it. And it's such an individual thing about peace. And uh, yeah, Tibet is a part of China, right? That is peaceful and they're so like zenned out super monks. It's a great, I almost went there one time to Nepal, but the flight was canceled and that's how we ended up that's how we I ended up in Cambodia I was in Cambodia for a month um backpacking around um right before I did stand-up comedy that was in that was in 99 without a cell phone and I was on a motorcycle flying around um and it was amazing that's an amazing country and that you know Talk about world peace. Wow, this episode is <laughs> getting dark. But in terms of like Cambodia, that had a genocide. That was the deepest thing of that is seeing the genocide up close. Um, and so that was kind of like hardcore. And that, you know, made me really become a pacifist. I think I'm a pacifist at heart. Like, 
peace is like such a wild concept because there are assholes and dicks out there that want to fuck shit up. And sometimes you got to block your shit. But at the same time, like, every time I eat mushrooms, I'm like, <laughs> we're all one. And even now to then, even now, even in music, even in consciousness, like, everything is connected. Like, I'm connected to the air, and the air is connected to you, and consciousness is con connected to consciousness. You know, as much as you want to be an individual, which I think is a good thing and a great thing, and I think that's how it becomes... Um, a way of, you know, breaking free, but at the same time, we're all a part of it, the big universe. And I think that's what I learned, and that's why I have, like, a concept. No, I think peace is, like, teached and prayed into you since the day one, too, as well. But then culture and society <laughs> teaches you, you know, you got to protect your shit and history, history of genocide. That's where it comes from, yeah. Wars. Uh, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Fuck yeah, man. What's the drama for your llama? They have llamas in Tibet. <laughs> llamas are dope. Uh, but the Beastie Boys always would play uh, Tom Sawyer before their set. I always thought that was pretty sick and amazing. It just sounded great, the laser sounds. Um, but I have been playing guitar. My guitar practice isn't as big. I've been tuning it. So I did get a battery for my tuner because I don't have perfect pitch. I shouldn't say that. Like That reinforces that. I could work on that. That was just told to me when I was young. <laughs> Uh, and that was by the violin teacher, and she didn't know, which, I just didn't like playing it at the time, <laughs> and it's a hard instrument to play when you're young, but the guitar is kind of bulky and weird when you're young, too, and the violin, you can kind of get around it, but the guitar is, I don't know, it feels something a little bit more personal, but I've been tuning it, so it's in tune, so I've been getting in tune, and I've been strumming it, but I haven't been, like, working towards it. But the thing is, is like, I play around for fun and things come out of it. As you guys have heard, like I played early on on this podcast, but I would listen back and I'm like, oh, maybe that's, you know, you got to rehearse a little bit, Rob. <laughs> but that, I, I think the podcast, a lot of this stuff, so I appreciate you guys listening and, and liking, subscribing and, you know, spread the word, the Cannabis Coffee Hour, I'm drinking Gregory's Coffee, check it out. They have a website. This website's amazing. The story is a dad and a son. And I think the son was born into the beverage or like the food service industry. And then he invested in these coffee shops, but he's doing them right. They got some bomb ass crumb cakes. Um, shout out to Nick Lack for bringing the pastries to the last podcast. That was dope. Um, they had the, he brought these like chocolate covered graham crackers. They were amazing. Um, I do have some gigs coming up that I want you guys to know about. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. 
Well, just a couple in New York. I'm doing Caroline's on February 27th. And then there's some other... And then I'm just doing local gigs. And fun one I'm doing uh, in Williamsburg is the Comedians You Should Know. It's actually... Yeah, it's actually uh, a really great show that always packs out. And they do a show in Chicago as well. That I haven't done. I haven't played Chicago since the Lake... What was it? The Lakeshore Theater? Yeah, the Lakeshore Theater, which is a great theater. It was an old theater in downtown Chicago that did comedy. But they headlined me, and I also did... I got to do a weekend there, and they put me up in downtown Chicago. And it was like kind of this like progressive, like alt-rock comedy venue. I don't know if it was right. It was like alt-comedy kind of rock, but they also did plays that got in there through the marijuana log. So we did, I did, that was the first time I sat in uh, for Arch, for Arch Barker, and uh, did the marijuana logs there. And it was actually one of the first times I told my arrest story, which was crazy, from 2007. But in New York City. But the times are changing. <laughs> We're chilling like Bob Dylan. Uh, now, but the times are changing. Uh, Bob Dylan, shout out to Bob Dylan. Um, shout out to New York. Shout out to uh, Dark Enough Dark Roast Blend Coffee from Gregory's. And super special shout out to Neil Perp. And, uh, and concepts. I was trying to think about concepts. And he had awesome concepts, but I don't call. But once you call something a concept, it's like you it, it freeze frames it, and life is moving along. You know that's the thing is like the more you freeze frame it and put in concepts, but it's like it's going right now. You know everything's the moment. That's what I think is so trippy about podcasts is like you're actually capturing a moment, you know, in time, and then displaying it there from a different angle. Which is all dope, you know, because we all live in our own submarine, our yellow submarine, the Beatles. I've been listening to a lot of the Beatles. Love Me Do, I've been playing that a lot. Um, And a lot of Bob Marley and a lot of Beatles. That's what I've been listening to a lot of. To start my day, I don't know, even when I'm not high, to listen to Bob Marley in the morning, it's just all positive, you know. And it's all like down tempo. And I think the down tempo is good for your heart. I mean, any old person's gonna tell you that. Any dark, uh, any doctor is gonna tell you that, that, you know, a down tempo, to go through life on a down tempo. But I think you also gotta pump blood through your heart. Wow, it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both, and so is life, you know. So is everything. Um, Rush, you know, was progressive and out there and deep thinking, but at the same time, it was also a cool metal band to get high to and rock out with your friends or in your car. And it had great sounds. I don't know, something about music. I do love it. You know, I do tap into it. But there's also times where silence is good. I've been sending it out. Like, I haven't been, I, 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 
I've been meditating more than I've ever meditated in my life the last month. I've been doing like 40 minutes in the morning. I did do that a few times. I can't do that all the time. And then been doing doing a lot before I go to bed. And like, I'm down with this dude, Dr. Wayne Dyer, and the three magic words. I've been listening to that. And then I've been also just listening to like these uh, positive affirmation things while I stretch, while I do yoga. But my yoga has gotten good. Like I've been stretching like a motherfucker, man. I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been, uh, but I love it. I love the child's pose. I, it's good for my back. I fuck my back up. This is how I fuck my back up. I went in to the gym and I had a lot of stuff going on and I've been really confident overconfident in terms of like working out and not listening to my body and the thing is I want to get whatever I'm doing done and I was at the gym and I I did the uh row machine but I rocked on my back especially the lower back like way too much like I don't know I couldn't sit in the seat proper enough and I was never comfortable so I was doing this thing where I just don't think I was mindful enough to not, I don't know, I don't know, I, I got it in my head. It was like this weird little thing. And then it whacked out my back. And then I had to lay off working out for like a few days. But my back did stretch out. And it's still stretching out. And I've been sitting down a lot, like writing, and, you know, doing this podcast, putting stuff up. Um, but I also been writing, I've been doing everything. I've been stretching, I've been writing. I've been playing guitar, and the writing is getting better. I've been doing like 20 minutes of free writing. Everything in 20-minute intervals, like even the stretching to the positive affirmations and stuff. I did that for like 20 minutes. Like anything, like, you know, time is kind of, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And I'm getting better at kind of centralizing on what I got to do. And... um, and coffee helps that. <laughs> and so does a little bit of herb. But sometimes not. Sometimes you got to knock it. With writing, I think it goes both ways. With uh, living, I think it goes both ways. Um, but I like this podcast because, I, you know, I get... Last podcast, I didn't smoke out. It's like life. Sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. You drink coffee. Um, I was going through two French presses, but lately I'm going to fill up on some more because this shit is just too delicious. Um, I hope I didn't go through it all. Nope, we're still rolling. Um, but this is the super dark stuff. This is at the bottom of the French roast. And, uh, but I haven't been going through two French roasts. I, I switched up to green tea. I got this really good, uh... I got this really good echinacea and ginger tea. But I like a little bit of caffeine. I was like, I can't just drink no caffeine. (laughs) I might be addicted to caffeine. Um, Well, I do have a podcast called The Cannabis Coffee Hour. Uh, But we could go into that a whole other time. But I think everybody has some type of vice. You know, that's why, you know, and coffee's the one for me. And I should... Even calling things vices is like what I was talking about, conceptualizing. Like, you gotta let go of conceptualizing. And absolutely live in the moment. Like, that's the super moment. 
And that's the like the dope shit. And that's what I like about doing the 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 podcast because I had no idea where this conversation was flowing, but it just keeps going. Um, so I did stretch out my back. Like I did, I go to child's pose to I think the the swan. <laughs> I'd go from child's pose to that one, you know, like you you're about to do the worm. And then I went to, uh, and then I do downward dog, and I do that like three times. And I'm counting my breath four times in a row for each one. And then, uh, and then I'm doing like my warrior. I've been trying to work on my lower back, so that helps stretch out my lower back. So I do that every day. And then, um, and then I've been meditating for 20 minutes. And then I uh, free write for 20 minutes. That's been like my schedule. And I've been really sticking to it. And, you know, I do feel 100% different. You know, this podcast, I'm excited about it. But I am changing as a person in terms of growing as everybody is. You know? Uh, so the amount of herb or the amount of, of coffee, I'm changing. Like I, I made this green tea echinacea drink. It was green tea, and then I had echinacea and ginger, and it was like deep, fresh ginger, and it would just, I had it soak overnight in the, uh, I chilled it, I made iced tea with it, and then I put that on ice, and that's like my afternoon drink, and it has echinacea and green tea, so between the Hershey's dark cocoa and the green tea, but it's just the back, um, I'm going to stand up and walk it out. Look out the window and see connected. I'm looking at this tree with all these leaves. And I have a plant indoors. Uh, as you guys have heard me talk to my plants before. But like the concept of like us connected to the plants and connected to the air. And being grateful. Like I looked at the wood floor today and I was like, man, I'm so grateful for wood. And like look how amazing it is. You know, and then you can make a living place with wood you know being grateful like if you're ever stressed um being grateful will get you right out of it um being grateful dead grateful dead has always been a kind of a trippy name um speaking of smoking herb <laughs> but uh yeah the grateful dead is like you're grateful to be dead or I don't know. Life is hard, but at the same time, it's awesome. But it's kind of like a young dude's... I think a lot of it is maybe like you have to be grateful till you're dead, or who knows? Or maybe that's a concept we should talk about on the podcast, you know? Like, I believe, you know, this whole thing about consciousness and spirit, and it kind of all goes back to one source. Like, that's kind of like how I see it. And then your ego is this thing that's trying to cling to this thing. Um, ooh, and that's that. Oh, my gosh. Ugh, I just had to stretch it out. I've been doing the balances, but I've been nailing it. That's what's been really cool. I have been changing uh, with the amount of meditation I've been doing and the amount of stretching. But I think it's good because I'm just getting older and having to process more stuff. And... Comedy, I take serious. I've been writing 20 minutes every day. I got, a, I got, I got my stuff together. I got some new jokes. Uh, I've been going out a lot, mostly in Brooklyn. Like, I mostly have shows in, uh, in New York right now, 
but I've been doing little spots here and there, and then also writing and working on my shit, and uh, stretching and getting it together, and also, you know, conceptualizing, or not conceptualizing, feeling my way um, through this podcast, so I appreciate you guys listening, and growing, and, you know, understanding, I um, definitely, as legalization moves forward, I'm going to definitely take this podcast more serious in terms of the sponsors. Uh, Gregory's Coffee, I love you. You're great. Uh, I would definitely buy this coffee if you're ever in Manhattan or New York. I mean, they're kind of like, I don't know, a better uh, Starbucks. You know, there is, they are a chain, you know. Uh, that's the thing about small businesses to chains, but you're definitely supporting an American small business by buying Gregory's because, uh, I believe in small business. This is a small business. Check out my, uh, (laughs) album, uh, Pure Uncut Joy, but that's a small business. You know, this, uh, podcast is small business. America, the world's running on small business. As technology moves forward, that's what I see. Um, but I got my yoga, I'm just walking back and forth on my yoga mat, stretching my back out a little bit, taking it to the right, taking it to the left, um, trying not to judge, non-judgment, that's another ego thing, is judgment, and, uh, but sometimes you gotta judge, (laughs) You gotta judge whether it's cold outside to put a hat on. Um, I do love wearing a winter hat in in the cold. Um, I don't. The thing about New York, it's just ten degrees colder than D.C. It's just a cold place um, during the winter. Not as much now. Like you know, global warming is. It was seventy degrees. It was like sixty-five degrees in New York. And it's January a couple weeks ago. That's fucking, or like a week ago. It's odd. You know, the universe and the plants, you know, everything is connecting. But by, you know, being yourself, I yeah, I think people are just understanding what humans, we haven't even tapped into what human beings really is is, you know, people as a concept, that whole idea of non-conceptual thinking, I love it, you know, it blew my mind, it was, and I wasn't even high, and, and I think that's what Neil Peart, you know, was definitely tapping, I think all these kind of philosophy books, all these kind of meditation books, um, yeah, Eckhart Tolle, I think that's the dude I've been listening to, but he has like 10 minute clips, but just the philosophies. Those are the things that I've been tapping into. But also stretching and... But the, uh, the idea of conceptual thinking. But it's helped me kind of move beyond some of my, you know, just uh, in terms of creating, you know. It takes the intimidation away or the negative thinking away by thinking as thing as concepts and removing kind of like these barriers for you to move ahead and stuff with because it takes a lot of effort to do creative shit so you kind of gotta like lift it and push it over you know uh 
you got to pick it up and uh, throw it back down. It takes a lot of effort and force. And that's what Bruce Lee was talking about. Um, the Gung Fu way. Uh, oh, we're really at the tail end of this coffee. I might have to make another. It might be a two-roast day. It's kind of cold outside, and I'm making a slow cooker. It's actually, I'm so grateful for you guys. The sun is out. I'm having a blast doing this podcast. I got my yoga mat. I'm talking about Bruce Lee. I got some lip therapy. <laughs> I got some really good lip therapy. Um, some cocoa butter lip therapy. That's good for your lips. And then I've been eating cocoa in my coffee. And it's all good for your heart. They were saying dark chocolate, like it blocks like certain these uh, bad like things that attach to you. I forget what it is, but it was like these minerals. I don't know. I was looking into it. The human body is amazing. This consciousness is amazing. And the human body, the whole universe of it. There's so much we don't know. <laughs> you know, just like, I, the reason I thought that thought, I was just looking at the lip therapy. Like, even the idea of moisturizing, you know, is crazy. Um, it's such a wild trip. Um, to be a spirit inside this, to be this in this body, to be walking around, stretching out. Oh, man. Oh, that part of the back. Is, uh, but I'm getting it done. I'm stretching it out. I think um, I just tweaked it, and uh, it'll just take a few days to straighten it out. Oh, Bruce Lee, yeah. The style of Kung Fu, which meaning you don't buy into anybody else's shit except whatever works for you, and then you put that shit forward. I mean, that's a simple concept, and people know that shit inherently anyway. But sometimes, you know, with all this stuff, you have to constantly remind yourself because it gets tricky. Um, I'm all out of coffee. Um, I'm having a blast doing this. I just uh, want you to check out robcantrell.com for new tour dates that's coming on. I want you to definitely uh, like and subscribe and all that. And uh, I've been getting, I've been meditating with the candles. I, know, I never thought I would be a dude that was into candles, but I'm into candles right now. Um, I got this desert cactus candle. And I got one Buddha. No, I got two Buddhas. <laughs> and I got Bruce Lee hanging out. And I got some coffee. And uh, I got my things to do list right in front of me. I've been writing. I write in a little notepad. And I've been just collecting all that stuff. Um, I do have like a little meditation pad. All this, But I hear everybody else is doing this stuff too. I think everybody, it's a part of taking care of yourself is taking care of your mental as well as your physical. And that's including eating right. Speaking of eating right, that's what I was going to say. I love cooking, man. And I, but I just, I, we had some great meat left over from Christmas dinner. And it was like this pot roast. And uh, it was from this great place. It was just high end, but nobody it didn't get eaten that much. Right. So it was like halfway eaten. It was like a big thing of it. I don't know, it was like three pounds and maybe like a half a pound was eaten out of it. So it was in the freezer, but I just took that out and I put it in 
the slow cooker. And then I put got three potatoes, a bunch of onions, a bunch of organic carrots, cut that all up, put a thing of flour. You put like two skates, like two tablespoons of flour. I would guesstimate. I looked some uh, easy slow cooker uh, meat and potato. I was like, I just want a steamy stew. Uh, I want it all broken down. I love slow cooker days because it's kind of cold outside and I just got this delicious. I put, I put a, a bunch of cloves of garlic, chopped everything up. It's all fresh. And then this really good thing of meat. It's all in the slow cooker. It's going to make a big beef stew. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm just, that's what I'm doing today. And it's going to smell up the apartment something really nice. Um, and I'm sure I can't eat it all. Maybe I'll give some of it away. We'll see how it tastes. I'm not sure. I mean, I eyeballed it. I don't like going, my wife goes through everything meticulously in terms of cooking. I definitely feel my way through. And I think that's how everybody is. Either you do your things to do list or you feel your way through. And some people are intense things to do list people. And then some people are feeling, but they both can, if you, if you, I don't know, you do whatever works for you. I do a mixture of both, and I kind of lean on both. But when cooking, I feel a little bit more comfortable um, going with my feel because I just, I know I'm a good cook. I've been cooking for a while. And if I got the setup, I can rock it out. Yeah, so I just checked out the uh, slow cooker for a big update. I went out there... uh, and uh, it smelled so good, but I had to put some water in it. It's just like steaming potatoes, this great pot roast, like it was frozen, and now it's kind of sweating out. But I had to put some water because I put this slow cooker on high, and it gets hot because it's like this ceramic bowl with a, like an electric heater. So it just it just gets everything sweating in there. Um, but there wasn't enough all juice to really start cooking. So I put like, and with this thing, it'll start bubbling up because I had some flour in there to make kind of the stewish gravy. But the flour was just like kind of drying out and crusting over because there wasn't enough water. So I poured some water over it and now it's just like, we'll see, you know, I just felt it out. I'll give you an update on how it tastes. It could be bonk, but I don't know. It's hard to, I mean, they call it meat and potato for something, but it is kind of a meat and potato day. Uh, and that's the meat and potato of this podcast is talking about, I think I'm getting to it. It's talking about philosophy, Zen, stretching out, um, marijuana, uh, cannabis. I don't like saying marijuana. Marijuana was like uh, an illegal term and it was like uh, kind of Spanish. So they made it kind of like, it's, it's got some weird undertones to it all. And we'll get into it all on this podcast. I can't wait for the next podcast. Uh, I, I'm having a blast doing it and listening to it and putting it together and enjoying it for what it is. Because um, I get to talk about music and cooking and uh, I just have some seltzer water here. I don't drink much soda, tea, coffee, but everything I'm just trying to be more mindful. It all comes down to that. Um, about living in the moment and just being more mindful in the moment. Like you can talk all these concepts you want, but you got doing is the whole trick of the gig.
But I appreciate you guys hanging on to this gig and tell your friends about the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Have a great day. Have an awesome life. Do your thing. Be you. Rock on. Peace, love. Cuatro.